What does Dark Throne, Impaled Nazarene, and Noidba have in common? Well, sometimes they're going to be black metal records on the wrong speed. Because this is Hellcast, and we've got plenty of stuff happening. Like J-Dog, looking a lot different today. Yeah, he kind of lost the muscle. Lost Sorry, the muscles. Now, they, don't yeah. make me make a, an American ass out of myself by mispronouncing a, uh, a Scandinavian name once once again. So, please, identify yourself. And why are you here? <laughs> um, well, I'm Jürgen. You guys may know me. I do the uh, Natskog YouTube channel, um, Webzine. I run AHPN Records and have uh, a whole bunch of bands. And, you know, me and Reaper have been saying we're going to figure something out at some point and... Now is that point, so buckle the fuck up and get ready for some good metal stuff. Sweet. Well, before we do any of that, we've got to address an elephant in the room, and that is that big schlong on the table right there burning. It's going to get too small. It's not going to be impressive anymore. And that is our dick candle, because this episode is sponsored by the dick candle blower, Dennis Bacha. Baca. Sorry, man, I butchered your name. I'm majorly a dick. And so are you. You are this week's dick candle blower from the Reaper Metal Patreon, the fan club, that is, where we honor our fans by blowing out a dick candle for you. So let's give this one good blow. Look at that. Steaming. Smolder. <laughs> pure metal smolder. I'm missing J-Dog doing that. I only got to see him do it once, though. That's going to be his regular task. So hey, if yeah, you're that's the highlight though. of my week is uh, J Dog blowing a dick candle. <laughs> so if you're interested in becoming a dick candle blower, there's plenty more perks than just hearing your name and getting blown a dick. You can get awesome uh, discounts to some of our affiliates, as well as a lifelong Reaper Metal one. Uh, have a shout out on Hellcast. Ask questions on Into the Darkness. You can do a lot of stuff, and reading's one of them. So go to ReaperMetalProductions.com. Check out the fan club and see if it's something that you're interested. Because because when you look at the dick handle, though, the first question that hits your mind is, well, whose dick is it anyway? And the answer to that question is, I don't know. But that is why we came up with a special segment to honor our fans even further than calling out, uh, you know, names and blowing out a candle. We put all these dicks on a table, and then you start to get a dick shrine, right? And if these are going to represent our fans and we don't know whose dick it is anyway... Well, then we might as well find out whose dick it is. And that's why you're here, Jurgen. That's my uh, give back to you. You are the first whose dick is it anyway. So we will find out your uh, testimonial, so to speak, uh, throughout the course of this episode. Because You picked such a bad day to do it, man. <laughs> fucking cold in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned, though, having a record label and doing bands. And, and then also being on YouTube. So what exactly do you do on YouTube? Uh, just talk about metal. Like, what do you do in particular? Yeah, um, I guess the main series, I do 90% of my videos. They're called 10 Metal Bands You Haven't Heard But Should. So just stuff that I check out, um, just doing reviews and stuff, uh, underground labels putting out cool stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, hey, people should be listening to this stuff. It's good stuff. Um Rather than seeing the same band a hundred times on everyone's socials and uh, wherever else we may talk about records, I'm figuring, why not just uh, throw some shit in the mix? Right. And that's it. 
Well, as somebody that, I mean, I, you know, have not always keeping that close of an eye to uh, everything that's coming out uh, this year or whatever, but uh, I wanted to take the opportunity for for you to showcase what you do because you do kind of pay attention to what's going on uh, more currently. So I, you have a, what, a best of five 2020 because 2020 is fucking wrapping up, man. It's yeah. Crazy to think. So everybody always does that. Oh, my God, the the best of 2020. You know, the year's already over on, in January with this album. So what, what do you got for us that's a, a number one of, of the best of five, according to you? Sorry. So am I going from best to fifth best? So I just kind of put a stack of records here. Yeah, that really doesn't have to be in any order. Probably isn't. Well, I'm going to go for the tape first because I was a cheapskate and bought the tape for this one, which is the new Butcher album, Six Goats Carry My Chariot. They're from uh, Belgium. This is on uh, Dying Victims. Just really good kind of black and speed stuff. Nice gallopy bass, good fast drums, evil sounding stuff, you know. If you, if you dig all the Black Thrash stuff um, and want some kind of Iron Maiden-y gallops to it, then Butch is where you want to be at with that. So that's definitely my first up. Um, I figured I'd also showcase Midnight, and sorry to all the folks at Hell's Headbangers now that uh, Midnight <laughs> have been seized from you. So I've always thought of Midnight as just like a Hell's House band, and uh record is good. Gotta give it to him. I've got some nice uh, Death Doom from Solo Thus from Finland on a 20 bucks spin, so if you dig, you know, Crypt, Spectral Voice, those kinds of bands, Solo Thus have um, that kind of haunting, very Finnish sound, which uh, segues nicely into Light, which is a uh, US project, I'm pretty sure. Uh, nice raw black metal, something that uh, I figured I'd get some raw black metal in before uh, J-Dog chases me away um, for bringing this shit on the show. But yeah. <laughs> I think it was the it, cry, it's got baby. Ball- <laughs> it's got balls to it. It's not just kind of a whiny, sad riffs. It's got some power to it. It's really good stuff from Golden Light. Uh, debut release on uh, Iron Bonehead. Oh, Iron Bonehead did it? Yeah, yeah, they did. That one was... Uh, February. Oh, they don't put the dates on things. It's just uh, four tracks, like 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, Iron Bonehead did that one back at the start of the year. And then uh, this one I think is a bit more predictable for a sepulchral voice, uh, the new Black Curse record, which a super group of, of a kind, I guess. Got some pretty prolific musicians like uh, Spectral Voice and Blood Incantation members. Really nasty, black and death, really kind of visceral, fucked up kind of thing. So, you know, if you like black or death metal, you'll probably like this a lot. Um, so, yeah, check that one out too. That was five records that I blistered through in lightning speed. Dude, that's we need more of it. It's a lost art. <laughs> too many ums, ahs. How you doing today, guys? In a world of YouTube, yeah, it's just like, get to the fucking point. So nah, that's perfect. And I have heard none of those records, I gotta be honest. Uh, man, really? I'm, I'm familiar with the listened? bands, but yeah. Have you not listened to the new Midnight one yet? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I Yes, I, I forgot about that one for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 I did I, hear I, that. Butcher is the one I think you'll really dig out of those ones. You know what? Honest. I might be lying on that one. It does, like, because, uh, well, it's, dude, it gets to a point, like, some of this shit just, like, blends together, or, like, when you were oh, yeah, saying yeah. a lot of that, I was more so thinking of the labels involved. So, like, Dying Victims, and it's like, oh, yeah, that description would fit a Dying Victims release, you know? What's interesting. Yeah, of course. Just, like, kind of good old school 80s heavy metal. 
Did he do the uh, free uh, pin and uh, sticker with the tape on that one? Yeah, I have a... Don't actually know if you can see it here, but I do have a cork board with all my pins because I'm such a fucking nerd, I won't even wear them. I just put them on a board and look at them. Hey, it's better than sticking them in a box and forgetting about them like I've done for years. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that, you know, I can, I can enjoy them without uh, risking the loss of anything that I love, so... Right. Well, how about we, we've been talking about black metal, so why don't we hear some of it? Oh, yeah. This piece of shit is back. Literally, this record play, if you've been following Hellcast, fun fact, is that uh, this record player on the right speed is at the wrong speed. Because <laughs> speaking about Athenar, there was a very short-lived uh, radio program that I did with them called uh, Reaper Metal Radio. Um, we did it for Gimme Radio, and uh, one of the things that made it short-lived was that, like, the it was just the execution. Like, we didn't, it wasn't, like, what Athenar wanted to do, and, and I actually was really interested in the idea of doing it, and, like, doing it, like, true radio style, and so uh, yeah. we were going for that. I was like, well, I have the technology to do it. You know, we can run it into a board, because it was just, like, literally come up with a playlist, and then, like, they put all the music in there, and then it's like... It's like, I don't know if I can really comment on records that I didn't just hear the song. You know what I mean? So we wanted to add that dynamic. And when we tried to do so, we're playing the record, and it's just like, huh, that's like really minutely off, a little more higher pitched. So uh, it has definitely come to fruition because these uh, Sony record players right here, make sure you definitely see it. So this is a disclaimer. Records on the wrong speed come informative and warning that if you have this Sony disc, or this Sony record player, I have four of them. All four of them. Wrong speed. It's all like a semitone higher. So don't buy these pieces of shit. Get yourself a real record player. Like an Audio-Technica that you gotta set up. Yeah, listen, I've, I've actually got an Audio-Technica. Do you? With a customized slip map because I'm a real Good. Because, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a better record player than this piece of shit. So, with that disclaimer out of the way, let's hear it really, really, really on the wrong speed. Um, at 45 RPM, which I gotta imagine is gonna be pretty interesting for Dark Throne. Yeah, this, this is gonna hurt. Do you think it's gonna be Fenris and the Chipmunks or uh, Raging Awesome? <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go past Chipmunks. It's gonna be uh, like Fenris and the Dog Whistle or some shit like that, man. Well, we definitely got to start on side B with all that dick talk with uh, where cold winds blow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because any blowing definitely. that can continue to happen on this episode will be very nice. <laughs> but I'll put it in the middle of it because I don't remember enough if it had a intro or whatever. So here we go. Fenris and the, and the chipmunks. I'm uh, anticipating. Yeah. this one, It's going to hurt, this one. It's fast as fuck. I'm just getting kicked. Yeah. I'm waiting for some vocals. I'm, wa I, I know, I'm waiting for something. <laughs> That's all it is. It's this. <laughs> wow. Alright. There's a regular sound. <laughs> Where's the vocals, damn it? 
that. <laughs> I don't know, he doesn't sound too... It almost sounds right, you know, well, not right. The vocals haven't changed too much. It's just the, uh, the kick. Yeah, it almost just, like, retained... It's almost like made the like it became the producer saying, "Look, guys, you got to speed this up. It's black metal." <laughs> like and yeah. it gave it that. Like it somehow retained its uh, well, some black metal quality. Like the speed kind of like went to a tempo that would be. The vocals didn't get too crazy. It wasn't really Fenris and the Chipmunks. I yeah, I guess like stuff like that is is pretty lo-fi. It's not like what's going to happen. The sound quality is not going to be condensed already there, I guess. Do you really think there's ever going to be anybody that is that bored of hearing the same album over and over that they're going to even take this segment and run with it and then like, you know what, I'm going to get to know my record collection all in the wrong speed. <laughs> I've done it by accident quite a few times and got some really interesting results. Um, yeah. I, as well as uh, nearly tearing a stylus off my turntable, as I was telling you earlier, by playing the completely dank B-side of a Crucified Mortal 7-inch. <laughs> Speaking of a I dick. Like, I forgot that there wasn't a B-side, so all I just hear is this fucking scrape, and it's like, okay, I need a new stylus. Cheers, Reaper. Really good gift. <laughs> well, hey, to keep sticking on the B-side then, Impaled Nazarene uh, definitely has to go on the B-side with uh, the god, Symmetry of Penis. Um, so, but shit, man, because this is, you sometimes, like, when you get these records that are, they don't, like, print the actual sides on them you can go by the matrix that in here that's in here but both of them say side a on them so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm a, i'm gonna go with a guess and assume that the white labeled side is so we might hear the god symmetry of penis or we might hear uh well track two i'm really looking forward to hearing impaled nazarene on the wrong speed <laughs> I think Impaled Nazarene are on the wrong speed. That's yeah. the kind of of them. <laughs> so you think Alvin's going to be joining Impaled Nazarene? or? I the... think this is actually going to sound pretty good. I, I have high hopes for this. <laughs> All right. We'll see. It doesn't sound out of place. <laughs> And for those of you who need it on the right speed. I mean, yeah, I guess it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know if I'll be jam that whole record like that. <laughs> I th see, I think I could probably listen to that quite happily. <laughs> that might just be a reflection on me more than anything. Yeah, well, no, I mean, there there could be, like, you know, like, there, that record that's just, like, I mean, that's what we do to ourselves, right, as fans, with all the, like, the reissues, with the new bells and whistles, especially in the underground for, like, something like Impaled Nazarene, where if, like, this, you know, the first album came out again and it has a bonus track of a live track, I mean, that ain't gonna sound awesome, it's gonna sound like shit that might as well have been on the wrong speed, yeah. you know, so it's like... I, 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 I don't know. Maybe somebody would truly be like, oh, that's a good way to get to know records in a different way that I've already known a zillion times. 
I think some bands that could work really well. I think Archgoat, it would work really well. Cause they're, they're quite down-tempo for kind of Black Death stuff. I think that'll probably just end up sounding like Carpathian Forest or something. Well, we, we shall find out maybe on a future episode. But right now, everybody else is going to find out who the hell Noidva is because uh, only you and I, uh, at least in this room, know who they are. Um, and this was sent. Uh, this was sent last time. Cool shit was sent. I don't know if it was literally last time, but it was sent on a previous episode or at least a previous recording. Uh, I think it was the last episode you said it in because I remember it was really recent that you uh, mentioned Noidva. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We did there that then. Um, well then, great. Now we can finally hear it. That's all to show our appreciation by playing it on the wrong speed because you really knew it. <laughs> you knew it on the right speed, of course, huh? <laughs> so let's yeah, check exactly. it out. <laughs> that one's a little obvious. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go, then. You got to check out more Noidva. Everything. You got to check out all this stuff. You never heard Dark Throne? You never heard Pale Nazarene? And uh, probably never heard this for sure. <laughs> well, then, hey, if you're intrigued by any of that, want to find it on the wrong speed, well, then find the links in the description. Did it for you. No excuses not to check it out. So definitely check it out. ReaperMetalProductions.com. <laughs> As you kind of can probably tell, maybe you can't, maybe you can. There's probably a little bit of a generation difference. And I'm, I want to use that as an opportunity because we talk about that a lot on this show is like old school things and that. You know, J-Dog always brings up like Possess being the founders of death metal. And, you know, we do a lot of like the, the classics. And I, and, I, and I totally wonder, though, because I've seen it especially, that like what – is there, like, you know when you become an adult and you essentially, like, have no idea what's going on in, like, a school year? Like, you run into a kid, like, oh, wow, you're still in school and it's, you know, early August. Like, when the hell did that happen? Like, you're just totally removed. Well, I think, like, there is definitely, like, something in a younger generations, maybe not yours, maybe like this or that, where I've, I've definitely seen, at least for Venom, that there is, you know, whatever age it kicks in where people are like, fuck Venom, I want real black metal, like, you know, dark throwing on the wrong speed. Uh, <laughs> so, like, for one, being a Hellcast fan and knowing, I would like to hope that at least you kind of know where I'm going with this conversation, would you say that there are bands within, like, the scene that would be, like, you know, your, your, your dark throwing or whatever that's, like, your classic that is generationally, you know, removed now? And people are like, yeah, fuck that band. I want something new. Yeah, I mean, uh, the obvious kind of point, was I, I mean I'm 22, so I was born in '98, and holy fuck, going to school. Man. Yeah, I know I, I, I'm a kid, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going going to school when I did, um, there was sort of the two kind of factions of alternative kids. There was the kind where I fell into who thought Iron Maiden was still the coolest thing in the world, and we just kind of pretended we were in the '80s. And then you've got the kind that were listening to, you know, Slipknot and um, and Linkin Park and all those kinds of bands. Ouch. So I, I think it just kind of, like, cause I never got into the, like, emo craze or whatever um, people were into with all the kind of, you know, the bands with the hair like this. and Yeah. 
I think you and J-Dog did a thing about that anyway, the kind of floppy hairbands, right? <laughs> well, and yeah, and, and that seemed like, though, that was like, stu- that was kind of kicking in when, like, when I was leaving high school. I'm, like, 12 years older than you. So, like... What, what what is that? Did that become like a huge thing? Because that like that that is my removal though. Like people were like uh, doing this shit, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah, you know you just wanted a jackass accident. and cut it off. Like fix your fucking hair, put it down the middle, asshole. Where it's like I don't know, I don't know if that ever did like take off, and, and like because it seemed like too like they were like uh, like pop punk kids that were like yeah, turning yeah, exactly, emo that kind of stuff. You know, okay. All the kind of, um, whiny bands with the kind of my girlfriend broke up with me yada 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 kind of shit there's got to be some sort of like you would think anyway expiration date where something just gets too old where it's like basically like watching a silent movie i mean i love silent horror films but most people don't <laughs> and, i was gonna and, say I'll, I'll happily watch like boris karloff movies and stuff so i can't really talk about old films either but uh but you know what I mean? Like it, it does for the the general public does get to a point where like they, it's too old. So it's just like, is there's got to be a point where Maiden or something's gonna expire? No, I. I, I it's funny you say that. Now I, I'm not one for gossip or naming names, but I'm just gonna tell a simple name them all. <laughs> a simple anecdote of I was just on Facebook, do it just you know as you do, posting records or some shit. And I see a status from some girl um, who I just know from a festival or something. And she was like, um, man, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest really suck. Those kinds of bands are overrated, just uh, blown out bullshit. And I've never hit the block button faster in my life. <laughs> like, there are a few things that will offend me. Like, I, I watched some pretty fucked horror films, any of that stuff. But someone insulting Iron Maiden, that, that shook me to my core. Well, I kind of do, though, on the show. I mean, I guess because it's from a fan point of just, like, I want to hear about other shit, give some other cool heavy metal a chance. But I, I'm like, would you really think, though, like, somebody not liking it, though, is, is is truly from an inorganic place? Like, you could still be, like, you know, as equally of a fan and think Maiden sucks, you know, and, and love Arch Goat. Hell, you probably you could almost be more inclined, I would think, in a way. I don't know, I think it's like an appreciation thing. It's kind of like, I, I don't like blues music. Like, I just, I I enjoy the talent, but it's just, it doesn't sit on my ear. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I would take away credit for what it's created past that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what it is. But 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 there you go. Blues is a great example. Like, that, in a, in a lot of ways, got uh, expired. You know, like, how many people... You run into that they're in their twenties. They're like, I love the blues, dude. And then like, truly cited the blues. Like it could be like, like there might be a, like country at least in the United States uh, has like it, when somebody's like, I like country, they don't like country. They're not. It's like, dude, it's like pop with a, a southern twang on it. It's like that's just it's garbage, is what it is. Uh, I mean, and- I, I live in the most rural part of the UK in uh, East Anglia, so yeah, we we have those too. I think I said it on the show before. It was almost like, especially with the deathcore shit, that you would have thought it would keep going extreme. That it just like fell down and like got worse. It got wimpier. At least that's the stuff we heard on there. That what was a Chelsea grin? Oh, oh man, I, they they played at a festival I was at last year, and I was walking past just to get like a hot dog or something. Um, 
there goes all my vegan subscribers. But um, yeah, I was <laughs> just going to go get some food. And Chelsea Grin, that exact band, were on the stage. And all, it was just dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm, man, I've never wanted to fucking hang myself at a metal festival till that point. <laughs> that should have been the review of the fest. <laughs> Well, with that fascination of old records and stuff, then comes this week's Album Wars. Totally taking advantage of an opportunity, because I could never have this album war with J-Dog, who is not as big of a fan. Uh, and that is Annihilator. Alice in Hell versus Never Never Land. Now, let's take a stab before we assess what our choices would be. What do you think the internet would choose on that one? I think the internet's going with Alice in Hell. Yeah, I, I would think so. So me personally, I'm going with Alice in Hell. How about you? Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. I thought I think the internet's going to go with Alice in Hell. I think that's a cult classic for the uh, time especially. And I was going to go with Alice in Hell when we were talking about this earlier. And I've just decided I'm actually going with Never Never Land. And uh, really? that's my final answer. All right. How? <laughs> and and here's, this, here's the simple thing, which is nostalgia. I do think Alice in Hell is probably a better album, but Never Neverland was the first Annihilator album I heard, and I oh. think that's what's for me. Well, you know, what interests me, though, too, is, well, it, it, well something to point out of uh, Annihilator is that, like, I would choose it, yes, because it's it's got a lot of the demo era stuff, and at least in my head, when I am slightly cringing through, um, oh God, what the hell is his name? Ram uh, Randy Rampage, right? He's the vocalist on uh, Alice in Hell? Um, you know, I could not tell you off the top of my head. Right, I'm it really doesn't matter. I'm pretty that. sure, though, that like I prefer the Jeff Waters, you know, monster vocals from the devil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm like, man, that would Annihilator would have been far more intense if it had <laughs> vocals still with that Jeff Water did as opposed to, I mean, dude, like maybe not Randy Rampage and not the records that we're talking about, but like set the world on fire. That's a record. The guy has a lisp on that one. Like, I just I don't know. Annihilator and vocalists has always been a. We'll just say an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're a riff band. Like, they're a band you listen to if you want a really fucking catchy riff. I, that's that's where I stand. Where do you stand on new Annihilator, or current? Yeah, um, uh, crucify me if you will, but I, I still enjoy uh, most of what Annihilator are putting out, uh, probably from a guitarist perspective. But, um, yeah, I think they have some really killer hooks and stuff, uh... Maybe it's been a bit watered down. Maybe it's not quite as good as it was, but uh, no, I think they've still got uh, still got some worthwhile material coming out. So if Annihilator had a new album coming out next week, you'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Waiting in line, going to get it? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah but, not that um, good. <laughs> no, I mean, I, like, uh, I think it, it's more like if if I'm going through my local record store and it's like, okay, five bucks new Annihilator album, I'm gonna see what that's about. Okay, I don't imagine that's everybody that's listening to later Annihilator. It's like, yeah. I mean, have you? I, I I think I've said this on the show before. Like, I want to meet that guy 
that's like, dude, one of those bands that just has the best fucking discography ever is Annihilator. Untouchable. Love it. Demons. Great album. That guy can't exist. Yeah. There's no fucking I don't, way. I don't think you're going to meet that guy anytime soon. Because <laughs> Demons... What was it? That, or no, no, Refresh the Demon, the, the solo album that Jeff Waters did, which is like, oh, yeah. which plain what I just said, it should have been awesome. It should have been like Alice in Hell speed riffs with monster vocals, but no, it was a god-awful Jeff Waters with a, a, a drum machine 90s style, if you remember. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's not what it could have been. But that's like... Where did, when did they redeem themselves? Like that was like awesome. Like so, because like what's after that? Uh, 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 well, I have a sort of big void between the first two three albums, and then I think in about '08 they did Suicide Society, and I think that has some uh, really good tracks on it, but not from the same kind of good as the first couple albums. I'm talking more the kind of stuff you stick on when you're kind of having your morning coffee more than like, oh, I want to listen to a really fucking phenomenal record from start to end, and that's my day. <laughs> that's a, It's still within the tone of what I would think somebody would describe an aisle later. Like, yeah, there's just never that like, fuck, you know what I mean? There's like, there, the, the it, elitist. It's not a passionate fandom. Yes. Um, I, like I, I, you, you, even if you see someone with a patch, like, and and that's what I think is going to be the internet response is probably Allison Hell, but it's almost going to be there's going to be people being just kind of like no contest. I would think. I mean, maybe never, Neverland, but because that's even got like, um, well, like uh, some of the some of the demo era was left over for that album, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, I, I do think if it wasn't for the fact that. I had that Annihilator album about two years before I ever bought Alice in Hell. So it sat with me a lot longer. I think without that, it would have been easily Alice in Hell. I think I am being swayed by nostalgia here. <laughs> well, you're actually right about the, uh, well, not right or wrong. It doesn't matter. It's all opinion. But I'm in the same camp as you because actually, I would say the Annihilator album that I actually enjoy most is, oddly enough, Carnival Diablo, and that is oh, because yeah. it's the first album I ever heard by him, and so that that first record syndrome definitely has a play, um, and it's because of that that I'm very interested to do, dear viewer internet, what you think for this al this week's album war, Annihilator, <laughs> what was the Annihilator Alice in Hell versus Never Never Land, I mean. Not neither of them have awesome album titles, but I would definitely say I, Alice I in Hell is a way better title than Never Neverland. I think you're gonna have a good chunk of viewers just saying I don't fucking care. After the after the dissection and grave ones, I know yeah, they're great. <laughs> I can see people getting in like a fist fight over um the first two, uh, the Somberland especially. I think. If someone was like, oh, I think the Sombolane is a pretty shitty album, I can see someone getting kind of stabbed over that. All right, well then, see, now let's take this opportunity because, like, you you did make a, a mention that, yeah, like, J-Dog here, bring up Black Metal, we hit with Black Metal on, on wrong speed. Like, there isn't enough love for Black Metal on the show. I think it's largely because between, you know, the guys on it, it's not a huge... Uh, passion of ours so you, you don't always get the dose of black metal that i do know 
listeners like to hear about or talk about. So I'd like to take this opportunity to even discuss it a little bit more and uh, really just as simple as that. Now you, but I, I also wanted to give you that FaceTime, the because you have a black metal band of your own. So go grab your I, record and let's take I a look. I do at indeed, it. and there's probably no point in me doing this because it has um, that one of those unpronounceable names, but it's uh, Sickly Anglan. Uh, hopefully, Reap will stick some kind of link to my Bandcamp or something where you can check it out. This is the uh, last record, This Hollow Land. So if you like kind of the more raw side of black metal, like very primitive as opposed to the kind of flowery stuff, then uh, there's more that kind of thing. No uh, crying. It's just pretty kind of visceral and airy, I guess. Sweet. That does, yeah, definitely sounds better than crying. <laughs> so we yeah. were, but just do, now to talk more about black model, dissection is an interesting dynamic to throw into there because would you really consider them full on black metal? Um, that's a weird one. It's, um, it, it depends. It's like, the, is it the old definition of black metal where it's right. more about the spirit and the belief behind it? Or is it more, are we going for, does it sound like the Norwegian and, uh, and French bands of the 90s and early 2000s? So I guess it depends. Um, but I think Dissection, definitely, I'd call a black metal band. Yeah, I always kind of did uh, too, and I I knew I know like there was at least like black metal elitists through that that wouldn't like that, but like I don't know, I don't really like some people would lump it in like and say death metal. It's just like well, where the hell is that? In at least the classic records, you know, like I know before that obviously had more of that. Uh, so I don't know if they're being all encompassing as far as the career of the band. I mean, the Rian Chaos is certainly. Pretty much neither. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I'd say uh, Rain Chaos is more like just a kind of... Uh, it's more like a kind of blackened rock album. It's, yeah. I, I wouldn't stick it in the extreme category at all. I think it's got a bit of uh, rock and roll in there. It's got a bit of death, a bit of black, and it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't really think of that as a black or a death metal album, really. Now, is Venom at least somewhat... Is Venom somewhat stale uh, to you as far as, like, you know... Relevancy. No, not at all. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Venom, Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, and then, of course, like, uh, Volcano and Sarcophago and Sepultura, like, the first two albums and the uh, previous bits. So, no, I don't, I'm not burnt out on the first wave stuff at all, and I was born a good decade after it happened. Right. So. Yeah, it's always just interesting how that stuff lasts, and, and then, like, what is it in the air that, like, makes classics remain classics? Because even... You know, we were talking about Maiden or things like that, and I'd be much happier to talk about something a little more of the underground sense, and that is, like, you know, the black metal scene and the classics that are in there. Obviously, the Norway scene is a huge one. Uh, but that... that Because one of the things behind, like, you know, admittedly saying I'm, I'm bored of talking about Maiden or something, it isn't like that it sucks, or any classic to, to that matter. It's It's just also the interest of, like... What's that element that we all hear that makes a classic like never die? Because it's not just metal either. Like you know, like fucking Elvis is still you know last. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, 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 don't, think, I never figured it out. I guess with a band like Maiden uh, doing what we do, kind of like uh, doing a podcast. What can you say about Maiden that no one's ever said on a podcast? Probably nothing. 
Right. But, um, I guess for me, like, talking about bands like Hellhammer especially, it's just that kind of teenage, we want to make music, we're not very good at it, but fuck you, we're going to do it anyway. There's something about that that I think appeals to humans. Yeah. That just spirit of, I'm going to give it my all regardless of if my all is good enough for what you expect, I guess. But do you think, too, like, one of the things that's, like, because it's like, I think at least with the Norway scene, like some of it, it's like, that one in particular is a little bit different than maybe like 80s thrash or something, which would have equally honored this statement that of basically setting the the bar like to a level that's yeah. pretty much unachievable for those who would follow, or at least they would just always be in a way not like truly looked upon, but uh, you know, subject enough as cheap imitations of it. So it's like... Especially the Norway scene, when you give, because it's a lot, a lot of visual goes into it. Like you said, a lot of it is the the, the belief in it as well. So yeah, I guess it's sure. it's harder to uh, dismiss those days when people were truly, you know, getting killed or having uh, actual rivalries that are no, you know, no joke. That it's like that kind of dissipated. The, the the a scene, at least none that I'm aware of, is even really doing that. And it's almost like. At least for Black Bottle, if you're gonna now stand beyond that, like, how are you gonna do better than that? Now, do you, do you think, uh, do you think that that has any relevancy with, with the at least classic in you know in a black metal sense or? I mean, definitely, uh, black metal is a genre that thrived off being dangerous. Like, I mean, we've all read stories about like uh, early blasphemy shows and the shit that happened. Uh, it's that element of this is something we shouldn't be messing with. You know, like. Uh, when uh, you had video rental stalls and you'd have that horror movie with a case and it was just so graphic, you'd be like, I shouldn't watch this, so I'm going to go and buy this right now. Like, I think some of it just comes down to things like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder, too, the influence, though, of, like, because that's almost, in a way, lost. Like, do you... I'm oblivious to how, spot like, being on Spotify, but, like, I know that people like generally listen to playlists that are i guess made by users or the platform itself like is that a viable tool for you at all of discovering music um not at all no um i'm probably the worst young person you can talk to about this stuff because my way of discovering uh bands goes Basically like this, I get sent a press kit to review something, as you know, somebody sends me press kits. Um, <laughs> I, I then listen to and review it, uh, if, if I think it's worth sitting there and talking about. And then if I like it, I'll go and buy the record, buy the tape, or buy the CD, depending on our budget and what's available. And then I'll just listen to the full album. So for me, that kind of playlist thing of each album having like one worthwhile song and the rest you never really hear again, I think uh a real shame, I guess. Yeah. Now, what inspired... I mean, obviously, just fandom is what got you to get, at least go to start doing reviews and, and channel and, and even start this up. But, like, what what else was, like, some of the driving force that's like, hey, I want to, like, go on YouTube and, you know, talk about cool records? Um, I guess, like, there, there were some other people I respect doing it. Like, um, I obviously, I watch Hellcast. Um, I, uh, Infidel Amsterdam was probably the first one I remember who I actually got to do a video with, which is pretty cool. Um, but I just, I think, uh, 
I took the idea of so these days everything's done on social media, right? Like I'm sure a lot of your business is done through social media. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, take a band like Solo Thus, an uh, obscure band from Finland. Most young people, like my age especially, are probably not going to check them out unless they appear in like Spotify, as you said. So I figured, hey, if I can get this stuff on YouTube, something that sort of brings the old school thing of like having an LP into the new school of talking on YouTube, I figured that that would be kind of a cool way of meeting grounds and not letting things that matter die, I guess. I I and I really like that, and that, that's actually really why um, I wanted to and continue to highlight this this uh, uh, whose dick is it anyway kind of theme. So if you're watching this and you're forty some minutes into it and you're going fuck yeah this is great keep doing it well then share those comments because that's uh, an attempt on my end like you know I would always describe myself as like a generation that's in between you know old enough to remember the old school way of it young enough to adopt the new mentality of it where like yeah. When, any of this digital world of like the you know underground metal, it, it, a long time, a lot of it's getting more and more embraced, but uh, would still seemingly like poo poo some of the stuff. And it's like, you know, we gotta kind of advance with what society kind of uh, forces us to advance with, if our passion's going to survive. You know what I mean? Like it can't yeah, always yeah. be Xerox oh. zines because. If, you know, be that a preferable medium or not, that could uh, just literally go away where you can't print it like, it'd be like an 8-track. Like, I, mean, I know you can do 8-tracks and people have done them in 2020, but it's pretty fucking hard to find a place to do it. So, like, Xerox, same kind of thing. Like, gets, it can get to a point. Now, obviously, it didn't, and, and you, people could still embrace it. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, to, to be closed-minded to it, it could be the thing that kills it. And I can I don't want a future of YouTube music, <laughs> so we need the young generation to be spreading the word. And I I see things like what you're doing or or bracing the YouTube and stuff myself is kind of like the visual or the the video uh, review in a magazine. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we're we're kind of like the MTV of our day, I guess. Yeah, well, like because it's all the same form of like content at the end of the day it's somebody giving their opinion so like why not uh, embrace that to then do stuff like you're doing and, and you know and, and tell people about good music because i honestly that's that's going to be what has a future of absolute shit music or not is there's you're not going to have enough people that could be uh fans of noidva jam and noidva yep. if all they ever hear is uh Whatever god awful band that the probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah, just this shit fucking. man. I can't fucking believe that in 2020 I could look at stuff from my that I absolutely despised hearing in the 90s and go this is way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, the grass is always greener though, isn't it? Like, whew, I guess so. And I don't. I I hope it's greener for what. 2030 popular music's gonna be because if we're, if we're all still alive then well if it's gonna be as bad as I would presume it is then dead I should be because <laughs> I don't want to be around it in the first place but nah. uh, if, if it's gonna get worse then yeah just take us out to the farm and you know leave put us on a field where we can run around and shh, done <laughs> No, no, you can't say that. 
It's not PC enough. <laughs> well, then, I'm allowed. I'm allowed my euthanasia, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. So you've obviously done music. You do music yourself. Do a, a label as well, man. This stuff sounds familiar. Uh, a YouTube, <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, did I miss anything else that you're aspiring uh, to do? Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously, I mentioned I have like, oops, I think seven active bands at the minute. Uh, YouTube label. I have my webzine, which uh, you know I've reviewed one of your releases, the Assimilation album, the other day. And oh, yeah. the other one is uh, I write for a print fanzine called Legions of Darkness. So, you know, old school meets new school again. I do a bit of everything. Well, there you have it then. Did you, you probably sat through this whole episode like, man, Jurgen doesn't sound like a dick at all. Why would you take not one? And they're wrapped in tissue paper too. That's even makes it more appreciative to the dick theme. But not one. <laughs> not two. Somebody on the internet asked me, how many of these dick candles do you have? So we're going to find out an official count right now, uh, at least at the time of this video, which is a reminder that, hey, if you want to be a dick candle blower but also own a dick candle, they're for sale. <laughs> Every That's with the uh, Womit Angel record, right? Yeah, you could or do it that way and buy the package deal of the Womit Angel record with it. Um, I have the Womit Angel record. It's a very good record, so I I'm going to say people should grab the record too. But they should definitely buy the dick candle first, right? Well, they should buy it all, man. The dick <laughs> candle. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Listen to Womit Angel and not sit there lighting a nice dick candle. That would just be silly, really, wouldn't it? I, I, th I think so. I <laughs> That's cool. And hopefully you get enough money to buy a new fucking turntable. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to keep that shitty one. Uh, I think it's going to be it. <laughs> oh, that's records on the wrong speed. It, it, it already did half the job, so we might as well make it really, really on the wrong speed. Irreplicable. Blah. Un unable to be replicated. How about that? I can't spell English. It's my first language. At least language. now as well, if you put it on the right speed, you can't get accused of like clickbaiting the video. You can be like, actually, no, that was 32 RPM. Fuck off. And then I can always say you can't try this at home because I've got the record player a little bit more off than yours is going to be. But we've yeah, got. Yeah, you want to trademark that shit before Gene Simmons does. Someone <laughs> uh, tells me he's not going to be trying. <laughs> he's going to be sat there watching your video right now like that fucking American has my idea. I thought Gene Simmons was American. <laughs> no, he's from Israel, I believe. Oh, well, yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we have the the the, the, the dick candle count is uh, six, because I'm going to keep this one until it burns out. Six dick candle blowers, and they're all white. We had an assorted colors. So uh, there there's the, ar the arraignment or the arrangement of dicks for our Hall of Fame of dicks. Not everybody's got their own name on one, but we've got enough uh, people on the fan club that we can keep talking or calling out and then continue to feature. So, like I said, if you like this Whose Dick Is It Anyway segment, uh, or better yet, special edition episode, well then let it be known in the comments below. But hey, when you're there, do everything else while you're there. Subscribe, like, share. Was there anything else I forgot? I don't remember. Because if you do all that, we'll have everything we need to talk to you next time.